This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. This is a new Media Week TV podcast. My name's James Manning. Joining me today, Andrew Mercado, um, Media Week TV contributor. Hi, Andrew. Hi, James. Um, we're going to do, this is the first of two upfront podcasts, or maybe the third of three. Yeah. If you count, we've already um, had a look at in the Nine Network. Correct. Which went first this year. We're going to be looking at seven today. We've got a little bit of a sort of extra chat at the end of this. Then we've got a separate podcast where we go through the ten um up front, and gee yes. whiz, did they have a lot uh, lot of news too. We'll get to that in that other podcast. Seven actually call theirs an all-fronts event. They sort of say they change the name because they talk about multi-platform uh, delivery of their content, which the others do as well, but I think Seven just like to have that differentiator. The big news for me, I guess, from the, the Seven, I mean, there's lots to talk about there at Seven, but was a new channel. Yeah. They're launching another channel. So now we have two food channels on digital. And I guess this happened because, well, a few weeks, months back, we read that SBS Food had lost their contract with uh, an American supplier who was giving them a food lot of network. their content, yep. right? Scripts, I and think, which of course, of discovery. Now we know where it's going to. It's going to Seven's new food channel. Yeah. Yeah, so two food channels on digital. Of course, um, SBS is the other one. Yeah. you say, they've lost a lot of the content, which will be moving to Seven, but also there's the Foxtel Lifestyle food channel. And if you're a Fetch subscriber and you take that package, they've also got a food network. God, do they? Um, Fetch haven't said what's happening. That I get a feeling that mightn't be staying around because that's also a lot of that US content from the Scripps network as well. So, yeah, I think we could be seeing that either, I don't know, change strategy or I think there's probably some announcement to come about that. Well, there can be a point of difference now if SBS Food is smart and they've got the available content. They can make theirs uh, a multicultural food channel, which would fit their charter um, and let America and let, you know, Seven do the Gordon Ramsay's and My Kitchen Rules and all of that stuff. They could go a lot more spicy on SBS Food if that content exists. Yeah, SBS, of course, have got a lot of their own original they food do content, make a lot. which yeah. is a library that sort of grows by quite a bit every year. Yeah. And we might see those sort of reruns a little bit more often than we had in the <laughs> past as, as they start to catch up and they could commission some more. Seven of, did say they will be commissioning local content though, not at launch, but next year there will definitely be some local content on. But I've got the feeling it's certainly going to be ad-funded a lot Local of content stuff. for the Food Channel. Yes, yes, correct. I'd really like them to revisit something that didn't work on their main channel, and that was Convict Kitchen, like you know, that. where they got yep. the, the ex-cons came out of jail and started that restaurant. I, like, I thought that was fantastic. It was a really feel-good show and, you know, so I, that would be something I would hope that they would think about doing. Yeah. Yep, I'm sure we'll get to see the rerun at the, yeah. at the, at the very least. Look, they've, they've, um, one of the people who will be starring on that channel, of course, is Gordon Ramsay. Seven have the rights to a lot of his um, different series and we'll be seeing uh, lots of those are going to air. It's odd, isn't it? Because didn't Gordon Ramsay break big on Channel 9 and they he played did. the shit out of him <laughs> and then that the lost audience and, and Seven have picked him up and he's become a real mainstay for them now, hasn't he? With his Yeah, still a pale version yeah, of... because he Never was where he used to be. Here. But that whole Tracy Grimshaw um, episode yes, sort of soured right. the relationship with Nine. <gasps> I forgot and, uh, about that. Yeah, yeah, he was 
<laughs> he was never to darken their doorway no, again. No, I forgot um, But that. GF7 doing very well with him. Of course, Seven have got so much local content that they can, you know, get up straight away. My Kitchen Rules, Bed Homes and Gardens, um, Zumbo, yep. which didn't do very well. Ed but Fox. he's going He's going again on Netflix. That's why they're doing another series of Zumbo. Yes, he's become correct. a star on Netflix. Correct. So that's now a co-pro with them. It's not, let's use that Isn't word it? star carefully, please, Andrew. <laughs> Fast Ed's Fast Food, remember that? Fast yes, Ed from, I do. Uh, the Bed Homes and Gardens yes. team, I think, yep. Uh, and Arn does Vietnam. And My France with Manu, which I really love. Yeah. It was fantastic. I love love anything Manu does. He's done a few little travel things, including Around the World with Manu, Ameri- Manu's American Road Trip. Yep. They're really good. There was also a My Island with Colin Fasnich which I did well, and Aussie Barbecue Heroes, which I can't really remember. But I don't remember I guess that. that probably a seven-mate series. God, did it screen on Saturday at 2.30 in the afternoon? <laughs> I don't remember that one. <laughs> they also have, they show a lot of racial coup stuff. Right, yeah. Was she on, um, was she on? Um, Do you want to say MasterChef? No, I think she, well, she was that on, on there once, but I think she was a guest judge on My Kitchen Rules. Oh, okay. I think. Maybe a couple of years ago. And did she crop up on Zumbo at some stage? Mm, Maybe not. Don't know. Maybe not. But I, I, I like her, the stuff she does out of uh, England. There's some, and uh, she's done something in uh, Paris too. Right. Well, no, I'm I don't know. Someone else. There's so many food people, isn't there? Yep. Uh, the channel launches on December 1, uh, Channel 74. Right. I'm not sure if it's, I'm guessing it'll be carried on the Foxtel platform somewhere, but um, I haven't uh, sort of asked that question yet. So, yeah, a new channel. Um, and I think the, the official name is Food, Seven Food Network. Right. So the number seven, lowercase f, food, and then network. Yep. On to the seven sort of announcements for the, the um, primary channel. The big thing for you, of course, would have been the return of Bevan Lee, I'm guessing. Yes, his new... His new drama, what's it called again? Between Two Worlds? Very good, yes, correct. Bevan's very good at coming up with those uh, concepts, twin concepts. If we think of Always Greener, it was about the family in the city that swapped houses with the family in the country, so you had two things going on. Sons and Daughters was, you know, infamously set in Sydney and Melbourne where he got his training. I think that kind of, you know, showed him the way. He's, he's very good at, and he says this, he promised that this is going to be a big, bold, expensive sort of family saga soap. Sounds fantastic to me. I can't wait to see what it's about. Yeah, absolutely. It's there's um, no casting details. No, yet, was there? So I'm guessing it's still probably a fair way off, which means um, back half of 2019 at best. I would imagine. He spoke about it on the podcast with Stephen Brook with the Australian, right. and he said it's you know I'm hoping they take it up. So he had pitched it, mm-hmm. and they've obviously said yes. But yeah, there there are there are. I guess in the process now about thinking. He said he's written it with he, – he always writes things, I think, with certain actors in mind, so we'll see where we go to from here. Sure, sure. Also in the drama um, department is uh, Miss Fisher's Modern Murder Mysteries. Now, this is weird for me, James, and do you know why? Or Miss Fisher's. I like that they're using the girl from Wanted. Is her name Geraldine Hakewell? 
Um, I yes, like that they're Hayden. using her. They've they've turned her into a star with Rebecca Gibney on that, uh-huh. and they're keeping her in house. That's great. What's odd about it for me though now is that they have two murder mystery shows that they've taken from the ABC that are both now set in the 1960s because you now have the new Blake mysteries starring just Nadine Garner with Craig McLaughlin out of the picture. That show's moved out of the 50s and is in the 60s, the early 60s, I'll give you. And then we go, oh, well, now here's the niece of Miss Fisher. She's in the 60s too. I I don't understand why you would have two murder mystery shows both set in the same decade. Is Blake still coming? Well, they're doing, we're going to see this one-off telemovie this month sometime. We'll see it before the end of the year. And I guess then they'll gauge reaction, but maybe they've had a look at it and gone. didn't didn't crack a mention on all the... The, the content and there's pages and pages. Of well, stuff it's definitely being screened this year. Okay. I, I, I know that it's, it's earmarked for November. Yes. In fact, I'm sure while the Melbourne Cup is being run, there's going to be promos <laughs> for it ad nauseum. Yeah. Also with Joel Jackson, Catherine McClements. Uh, yeah, set in the 60s, a spin off from um, Miss Fisher's. Murder mysteries. Murder, murder mysteries. Yeah. yeah. So this is Ms. Fisher. So it's sort yeah. of a. Um, I mean, it's clever. It's a clever concept. Yeah. Um, because Essie uh, Davis has gone off. She's now an international actress. They're making a feature film of hers overseas yeah. that I think's filming in Morocco and London. So that character's moving off to the world of feature films and probably no more TV there with her. So this is clever. People like murder mysteries and they also are able to be sold around the world. The Brits will buy it. They're into it from us. Um, I just don't understand this sudden fascination with the 1960s. Yeah. They had a bit of, um, a a little bit of footage from it. It looked pretty good. Okay. And the um, sort of, the styling was great. Yeah. They'd really captured that 60s sort of um, look and it was, yeah, I I quite enjoyed it. I get why that character is going into the 60s because the original Miss Fisher in the 1920s was quite outrageous for her day. Mm -hmm. So her niece, if she's doing that same thing, it's going to fit a lot better in the 60s, which is the decade where things start to loosen up and become a bit wilder. Sure. Um, So I'm not saying it's not going to be any good. I just think it's odd that that this decade's coming into fashion. Yeah. Um, the the other and the, probably the most intriguing thing they showed relating to drama at the All Fronts event was a clip from Australian Gangster. Right. Now, this is just a two-parter yep. uh, from writer and director Gregor Jordan. Right. Produced by Rough Diamond, which is John Edwards' um, little company. Runs okay. With his son, I think, Dan. Uh, they run that together as part, of, I think, of, in a deal with um, Roadshow. Yep. Um, so that that looked amazing. It sort of it was it wasn't black and white, but it had that feeling of a black and white, very a bit gritty. Noir? Was um, it noir? Yeah, looking? But very gritty right, sort okay. of um, suburban Aussie crime drama. Yep. Um, yeah, really, really in your face. But that that looks fascinating. If anything, you'd think of maybe a underbelly out in the burbs, yep. not in the cross. Yeah. You know, if it had moved out, sort of. West or something to the crime out there. Well, we know in real life now that there's a whole, you know, there's a whole crime scene going on at the back of the Gold Coast, back mm-hmm. in Sydney, mm-hmm. Melbourne. We know that's going on. Yeah, so well, if they can tap into that, into that mm-hmm. um, there's there's probably new stories to be told there. Yeah, it looked really stunning. It almost looked like a doco. Right. You know, the way they'd sort of presented it was like sort of, you know, 
police footage almost. It was, well, it was really well done. If we think back to Gregor Jordan's movie, which is now considered a classic of Australian cinema, Two Hands, with, you know, the Heath Ledger character and Brian Brown as that hilarious gangster at the top of the strip club in King's Cross who wore the thongs and, <laughs> you know, it was very, uh, that was very original, that movie, and really, you know, is looked back on now as a, as a classic. Some other things from the seven announcement. There's um, plenty of sort of reality and romance gone wrong stuff. Uh, Secret Bridesmaids Business is one of those. Hang on a minute. No, it's not. That's a thriller. That's a drama. Yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a name like that, you think, oh, (laughs) here we go. (laughs) But, yeah, no, that's, um, so that's, yeah, produced by seven studios. Um, oh yeah, high stakes thriller. Look, I don't know much else about that. Uh, based on Elizabeth Coleman's play, right? Apparently, okay. So look out for that. I better be careful with these then. Okay, the Super Switch. I'm pretty sure this is definitely a um, reality show. Isn't this a, a reality show they did before that they're now yeah, supersizing, think, revamping yeah. something? Was was it called Seven Year Switch? So before? I think so. Yeah, and now they've called it which the was Super a ridiculous Switch. title because half the couples in the Seven Year Switch haven't hadn't even been together for seven years. <laughs> yeah. So they'd just gone the Seven Year Itch, the movie, and turned it into Switch to be clever. But this is a much more accurate title now. Yeah, look, I'm what's not it sh- called now? The Super Switch. The Super Switch. Okay. Yeah, some of those formats that don't work and they fiddle with them, they still don't work. Yeah. Right? I mean, they're saying family food fight now is a... Yeah. No, it's not. It's not any different, is I it? I love the goggle boxes saying where are the families now because there's only two people <laughs> yeah. on it. Straight away there, everyone said, well, hang on. It's... Well, they've downsized. I think they thought... The thought was that, oh, there was too many people. Yeah, right. So we'll cut the families down to just two. <laughs> yeah. But you sort of lose some of the appeal for some people. Yeah. Um, wife Swap. Yep. Um, this is a brand – how could it be a brand new reboot? <laughs> well, we've never really – It's a re- reboot. It's not new, is Yeah. It? I guess wife, it's a new Wife Swap, reboot. in my memory, was always an American show. We always – you know, it, it, when it hit big years and years ago. Mm. And did they try an Australian version and it wasn't very mm. successful? Th- did they even possibly. do an Australian yeah, I version? I think they might have. Anyway, this one's from Screen Time. Okay. So I'm not sure. The proposal from the creator of The Bachelor. Right. Here we go. new sensation in dating shows. Yeah. (laughs) Apparently it's done quite well in the US maybe. Uh, Has it? I don't know. I haven't seen it on entertainment tonight. They're not talking about it. Extreme Weddings. Right. Another one, which um, I don't think that's a drama. (laughs) Um, uh, yeah, no, I don't know much about Inside the G, which is a little documentary on the MCG. Yeah. Simple, I think it tells you exactly yep. what it is from yep. CJZ. Uh, Martin Clunes, he does a few docos. He does. Sort of travel shows. All the time. He's back with another one called Islands of America. Okay. And he's got a passion with for islands, I think. He loves he? islands done, and he um, loves dogs. Yep. He's done Islands of Britain. I think he's done Islands of Australia. I think too. he has, yeah. So anyway, this one is um, Islands of America, an import from ITV. Yep. Gordon, Gino and Fred, a road trip. So the uh, Gordon is Gordon Ramsay. Right. A couple of mates of his, uh, Gino... I think it's DeCampo. And Gino, I think, is a guy that won a British version of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Oh, okay. And is now hugely popular, I oh, think. Okay, right. Okay. 
So, yeah, so that's produced by our Gordon Ramsay's production company. Right. Studio Ramsay. Uh, some True Crime Undercurrent is uh, one of those. I think it's um, investigates a um, famous case down in Tasmania. Mm-hmm. That's something from CJZ. Right. Don't know a lot about that. And that, that's sort of the new things anyway. It is. Although it's interesting that no one's quite uh, catching on to the way that the ABC's doing crime now. You know, Baron Joey Road and the Kelly Lane one they did with um, – I mean, those shows have been – Three weeks mm. and you're just hanging for every new episode. If I could have watched all three episodes of Baron Joey Road one day, I would have, but there was only one on preview. Yes. Like oh, if you watch that first episode and you're into it and it's, you know, what they're doing, of course, is they're doing these self-contained one-hour episodes because, of course, then they can repeat them mm. late Sunday mm. nights and all that stuff. I get why they're doing it, but, you know, when you can get an audience like the ABC's been doing week after week coming back saying what happens next, even though with a lot of these shows there's never any ending to them. They still don't solve the crime. Sure. But, you know, audiences are quite fascinated with all of this at the moment. Yeah, look, absolutely, absolutely. Let's just run through some of the returning shows to Seven. Yep. There's all of the obvious things like um, Sunrise Morning Show, Home and Away, which Seven called their most important show during the upfront, you know, when people were questioning about, you know, they said, no, look, you really look at it. This is probably our most important show. I agree. What they didn't say is probably because of the revenue it makes overseas is is part of that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But it still does pretty well at 7pm. It still anchors. It's massive on catch yeah, up. It anchors their primetime schedule. If it mm. wasn't working, they, they can't keep it there at 7pm. Sure. You know, and, and I think that's. For me, that's part of the problem with Home and Away in terms of uh, a story sense. They're not moving forward in any way. They just do the same thing over and over again because it's successful and it's working and they just refuse to challenge the audience. Give them what they want. Mm-hmm. Bad boys, guns, crime, surf, blah, blah, blah. It's just the same thing over and over. So it's very unsatisfying for me to watch as a drama person because it's repeating itself. But... That's not taking away from the fact that it is still super successful after 31 years now. There had been some push from some of the old um, Today Tonight people yes. still at seven yeah. to get that show back on I air. I know. That certainly <laughs> hasn't got much momentum with uh, management. No. And that won't be back next year And because um, I guess they would have been eyeing off that seven o'clock time slot where they're pretty much itching to take on a current affair because they think, look, it's their old foe. Yeah. And they think, look, it's got it's got the slot to itself yeah, now. Yeah, it does you know, now. It, it, can, it just wins and it's very powerful and they'd love to sort of be back in the game on, but, but it's not happening. there's this great moment in the Bohemian Rhapsody movie, which we're going to talk about at some point, where Freddie Mercury says to all those guys in the band as he's going out on a solo career, aren't you over this? Aren't you over <laughs> the fights? You want your song on this? Aren't you over it? Can't we just have a break? I mean, would you really want to get back into that war with a current affair where the two shows are doing the same stories, waiting for each other's promo to go to air. You know, they were just that nightly death-to-death battle, copying each other's, both rise, raising the price, <laughs> the, the checkbooks coming out to get the interview. Would you really want to go through that again well, to maybe not beat them? I think some of them do. I know some of them do, they but They love Jesus. that little, little battle. Um, house rules back, of course. With a new judge? Uh, Jamie Jury. Yeah. Yep. Back at the show. So I guess he's not doing the living room anymore. 
No. <laughs> Joining Lawrence uh, Llewellyn Bowen and Wendy Moore from, uh, I think, Home Beautiful. Her, and uh, Joanna Griggs, of course. Uh, interesting, Andrew Denton is returning. Great. So, yeah, I think, you know, the, look, the numbers weren't as great as perhaps Seven would have hoped, and I'm sure Andrew might have hoped, but they were, for, for what you're doing now, 500,000. That's a good figure for, you know, and it can't nine be, o'clock at night. It's not a hugely expensive show no. to make, one would presume. It's, it's certainly, it would certainly be cheaper than trying to get yeah. a new reality format going, which those reality formats aren't working at nine o'clock, are they? No. No, sort of made by Denton and yeah. um, John Casimir. I think he's partner in that legacy media. Yep. They make it for seven. So when you take their salaries out of it, it's yeah. probably pretty cheap. Yeah, a couple of appearance fees for talent. Uh, front Bar will be back. Interesting, the Front Bar tried a Melbourne Cup special for people who maybe aren't from Victoria who don't know what the Front Bar is. It's an AFL Thursday night talk show that's really put a dagger through the heart Correct. of the footy show yeah. down there. Seven have tried a few different things. I think they had a, um, they did a Commonwealth Games couple of That's episodes right. they earlier did too. this year. Yeah, it didn't do that well. No, the Melbourne Cup one did okay in Melbourne, but it just it didn't get any audience outside of um, Melbourne. Right. So it's sort of still really a very Melbourne experience. But I guess it would take people the time to sort of warm to the format. Um, Mick Malloy, Sam Pang, and Andy Ma, who work beautifully together. As yeah, a trio. yeah, yeah. Very funny stuff. Yep. But, of course, that will be back big time for the um, for the football season next year. And, and side note, just had to laugh to read that Sam Newman's been put on a three-month <laughs> contract extension because they don't know what – nine doesn't know what to do with the AFL footy show. Seriously? I know, I know but it's <laughs> – but it tells you how obsessed the Melbourne media are with what's going to happen to Sam Newman. Yeah. You know, so it's... Who <laughs> gets that, a three-month right. contract extension? It's I know, hilarious. I that really wouldn't be a story anywhere, would no. it? You know, anybody else that... Yeah. You know, they just say, look, we'll pay you till Christmas, yeah. you know. As, I doubt they had a three-month contract negotiation. <laughs> it's hilarious. But um, so, yeah, so nine is still to reveal what they'll be doing on... Um, for their sort of AFL program yeah. from next year onwards. Instant Hotel is back. Now, I don't think that was on this year. Pretty sure. Was it it's, Instant Hotel where those people show there up? Were f- at- there were five groups of people, right, and yeah. they all went to – it was like an Airbnb thing and everyone went round mm. to everyone's yeah, house and, and then the, they yeah. critiqued. Exactly. I, that wasn't that on, was pretty sure. That was last year, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it, it wasn't That didn't this happen year. this year, no. no. But apparently they're going to give it a rollout next year. That was okay, that show. I didn't – Dislike that show. I did giggle yeah. a few times. It wasn't great, yeah, but, but I just didn't care. Yeah. What? Who cares what their houses are like? You know. Yeah. First dates <laughs> will yes. be back. I think we've yeah. had, probably had two seasons of that from memory. I see first date screens in the UK. I see it on Foxtel being repeated because it's timeless and kind of generic in a way. And this surprised me. Australian Spartan is going to get another crack. Yeah, that's. Really bizarre, because mm-hmm. that show did that show had no bars. And remember no. when they burnt it off? No, they kind of just couldn't wait to get rid of it. If anything, I think, <laughs> I think they sort of hoping it could further damage Ninja because that. Well, wow. you know, because wow, really? Because yeah, there was some thought that. Wow, wow. <laughs> so that's you could say its success this year yeah. was damaging that genre, if you like. Yes, of, of yes. Family action. Wow, that and is so, just okay. It might be worth wow. running it again just to finally wipe out. Ninja. What a what a demented theory! I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I hesitate to add. It's probably 
way off the truth, but I do like that conspiracy theory yeah. <laughs> that uh, I'm prepared to run with. We've already talked about just desserts returning. Yeah, I've got a commission from, yeah, there you go. Rachel Kuh was on that. Yeah, yeah right. Yep. Okay, good. Good. She might have been, yep. Um, event television, Ladies' Night. Yes, that's the. Is going to be the sort of female equivalent of. I can't remember what it was. It was called, called the four, the real Four Monty, wasn't it? it? Was it? Yeah, yeah. The real four Monty, where they yeah. all stripped and yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we strip, what did we say? We just got a briefest of brief peeks at someone's backside. Didn't that's we? all you saw. A little, I think a we'll flash be lucky if that's as much we yep. see. Yeah, this year too, and it's a lot to sit through before you get a little flash yep. right at the end. Um, plenty of overseas dramas. I think uh, Manhunt. Is coming. It's starring Martin Clunes. It's just a um, it's a three part miniseries, uh, UK murder investigation drama. Yep. Um, cleaning up with um, BAFTA winner Sheridan Smith. Is she cleaning up crime? Is, is she person that goes in and cleans up? No, crime? she's an office cleaner. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's not that show that Cat Stewart and Sean McAuliffe did, Mister and Mrs. No. Murder for Ten. Says office cleaner Sam is one of an invisible army who work every night in the gleaming buildings oh. of Sydney's financial centre. Oh, that's right. She oh. um, comes across some information about. Oh, okay, I'm in an investment. And it or stars something. Sheridan Smith. I'm yep. so watching that. Yep. Yep. Um, Tell me no more. I'm watching it. Yep. Armed with a copy of Trading for Yeah, she she finds this confidential wow. investment advice. Or okay. Like insider knowledge or something, and so she goes off on that. But Sheridan Smith, she's also a singer. She's got a new album out, which is a cracker. Wow. It is so good. So did Sheridan Smith do her own singing then in that Silla Black miniseries then maybe? I think so. Wow. Yeah. But I, she was on um, she was on uh, BBC Radio 2 last week. Right. On, um, and they were talking about a new album. They played some. I thought, oh, this is good. And I subscribed to Apple Music, so I jumped on, listened to the album. Oh, my Lord. Wow. It is so good. It's called wow. Northern Soul or something. She's so talented. Yeah, yeah. It's just really good. So look, if you check that out, uh, you might be pleasantly surprised as I was. Um, yeah, there's lots of lots of uh, British drama. Hatton Garden. I noticed they had a lot um, of British drama. Yeah. But then, you know, look at how British drama, how the audience just loves it. I mean, even when you – it's not just the ABC on a Friday, Saturday night. Mm. If you go across those digital channels, there's – Almost sometimes more Seven British it, isn't it? content in prime yep. time. Yep. I mean, they they throw all the American repeat shit on during the day, <laughs> but when it gets to night, it's British crime. Mm. It's all those shows being repeated, repeated, repeated. It yep. obviously works. Yep. So, yeah, um, Hatton Garden, Timothy Spall, one of my favourite actors, yep. is, is in that about the, um, I think it was a diamond heist. Miss Scarlet and the Duke, which um, set in 1980s London, uh, British detective drama. Yep. Um, the Bay, um, which I think is British too. Um, yep, uh, Proven Innocent, uh, another drama, don't know much about one, and The Passage. Right. So lots of stuff there. So that's pretty much what Seven have got coming. Yeah, for me the big interesting thing was the, the food. Did they make any announcements about um, original commissions for Seven Play? Because I've noticed in the schedule that Yummy Mummies is on Channel 7 late at night. Seven Play. 
Seven plus, I mean. Yep. So Yummy Mummies is on at 10.30 at night and they're half-hour episodes. Now, I know that they're they commission. The ones, well, I think they are. Oh. It was two 30-minute episodes. Well, I was wondering what happened to them. 10.30 and 11 o'clock. So I thought, okay, that's series two that they made purely for seven plus. I think they got rid of that awful Adelaide. Right. Uh, family, and they just concentrate on the three yummy mummies, mm-hmm. and it worked really well for them on catch up. Flopped in the ratings, but worked well enough for them on catch up that they commissioned a second series, and they've just kind of thrown it in as late night fodder. Mm, I've got a feeling it's season one. Right. Still, I think they would have made a bit more noise, surely. But anyway, right. but we'll see. One, one of the other things is um, My Kitchen Rules. Yeah. There will be two series next year. That's the 10th anniversary. Well, I get that. It's the, it's, that's a good way to mark the 10th anniversary and, and hopefully it's going to be a one-off because we've seen in the past that when Channel 9 do two series of the block, the audience yes. goes, nah. Yeah. But if they do like they're doing something really special for that second series – all stars, or I th- yeah, I think it'll be all stars, and it'll be a short run. Yeah, it's end of got year. to be a short run. Yeah, please don't do a second. It might be like goes forever, know, four weeks. Yeah, two or three nights that'll a week. Work. You know, and that'll be a good way to celebrate ten years, mm. even mm. though they didn't celebrate thirty years of home and away. Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, we we've got a separate podcast. We're going to talk about ten. One of the things I wanted to mention was. Um, Bodyguard. Yeah. Gee whiz. Whoa. It lived up to the hype. Sure did. For me. Sure did. It was just, I mean, there's been a few things this year that I've, I've really enjoyed so much I jumped on straight away. Yeah. And uh, that was one of them. It just yeah. did, uh, I thought it was fantastic. It was so gripping, wasn't it, from the very first scene. with Within five minutes you're on the edge of your seat and the way that the story just delivered shock after shock. Yeah. Stuff you just didn't and go, oh, my God. You couldn't literally turn away to pick up your coffee cup because you might have missed something. I was having to rewind that. Did that just happen? No, I was like no. rewinding it. I didn't have much expectation. I just I knew the hype from England that it was brilliant. Yeah. I hadn't read a lot about the plot. I didn't read much about the plot. I wasn't even plot. sure. It's, it's a political thriller. Yeah. I didn't know. He might have been a pop star bodyguard. Or yeah, I, I had no idea what I wasn't the content sure was. I was going on. So. But those I quite figures, like coming to a show like that. Me too. You know, I just want to be completely surprised. Yeah. And it was just brilliant. Um, so if you don't want to know any more. Yeah. Well, we, we don't want to talk about the plot. But, but Richard Madden plays the uh, bodyguard in it. Yep. He's fantastic. And Keely Hawes uh, Keely from Hawes, the, Durrells. the Durrells. Yeah, and wow, a very different she role. She was a star. Well, he was great too, but yeah. she was like. She was stunning. She was probably the star, wasn't she? I think you she, just couldn't figure her out, could I you? I know. But it's a, I love her in the Durrells. Yeah. And, and the two very different roles though. And gee whiz, she's really a star though, isn't she? She's um. I just read something on Twitter this morning from someone who has who t- has taken umbrage with the depiction of the Muslim female character in it. She just said it's the two worst possible cliches you could do about a Muslim wo- woman. She's this or she's this. Mm. And in this show we see kind of both. And I kind of went, mm, yeah, you've got a point. But at the same time... There was something about the fact that that story was so now and it tapped into, especially if you were living in London watching that, 
it felt very believable. And it there's something about the way that the British do stuff that we're not seeming to get here in Australia. When we do stuff like Pine Gap or Rake or try to do that political thing, it just doesn't ring true. Whereas Bodyguard for me really made me think, shit, this could be happening in London today. Yes. Yeah. It was so now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, we can't really talk too much about that Muslim character. No, we can't. giving it away. But, no. But what you said, she's why the one thing or the other. The thing that interested me, she was actually both. Yeah. In this. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Was, um, but look, it's available here on Netflix in Australia. It's a BBC drama that yes. I guess they did a co-pro with Netflix because they haven't given it to BBC first, have they, no, to then screen no. on ABC. So yeah. I've actually been saying to some people, you know, who love their British dramas, if you're not on Netflix, you need to sign up to watch this show. Was, this is one of the top five shows of the year. Oh, yeah. For I dramas? It, I think it is. It's in sure, there. For sure. I think it's actually made by a company called World Productions, I think, who was owned by ITV. Oh. So but it's it screened on the BBC, yeah, didn't well, they it? probably bought it. Okay, right. Know. So it's not one of theirs, right. So when the, maybe it's, you know, so that's a, you know, the company really stand it and they made a better offer maybe than ITV. So they said, oh, okay, you you go where you want to. Now, yeah. I did have a little bit of trivia about one of the things they had made was an Aussie connection. Really? <laughs> So, it was weird how it dropped on Netflix on a Wednesday. You know, when you get used to these new shows being on Netflix on a Friday and I was kind of hanging out for it and then just happened to come across an item and said, oh, it'll be there on a Wednesday. I was like, oh, okay, right. Right. That's yeah, how I found it. They they did a co-pro with uh, Network 10. Right. Um, for the life of me, I can't remember <laughs> what it was called. Um yeah, but anyway, they made a co-pro in the past with right. uh, Network 10, which had a bunch of Aussie actors in it. Right. But, uh, it's a very pr- prolific little uh, business. Yeah, ITV took them over in 2017. Right. Um, I'm very much looking forward to watching Press, which starts same. on Showcase this week, which stars Brendan Cowell yes. as the editor of the tabloid newspaper in England. Uh, that's, I mean, you and I, we're just going to eat that up, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll love that. I'm really looking forward yeah. to that. There's, um, there's a few good things on now. There's the um, John Le Carre thriller. The Little Drummer Girl starts next week. Yep. Starring Alexander Skarsgård. Yep, yep. So I'm, That's I'm, on the radar. Yeah, that looks brilliant Yeah. the um, shorts I've seen for that one too. All right, look, we uh, might leave this podcast here. Okay. Check out our um, other podcasts we've done this week. We talk about Network 10. We've got a little bit of a chat about um, some movies at the back end of that one too yeah. and a uh, returning Netflix series. So look out for our second um, Media Week TV podcast. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, James.